0: you uh-huh. the 62nd episode of the Friday Nightmares podcast. Today we will be talking about Norwegian horror and our trip around the world, the cheapest trip around the world that you can possibly get right now.
1: (laughs) I mean
2: almost (laughs) as cheap as me. Eh? Eh?
0: Almost as cheap as Scott but Scott actually is he pays you to be with him. So True. that's a little it's a little cheaper. I pay but you I am... to pay attention to me. <laughs> but I am one half of your hosting team. Heather Powell coming to you today from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada. And the thirsty bitch I have over here is
1: <laughs> Mr. Smoke Show Crawford coming to you from the town of Swords Creek in the county of Genesee in the state of Michigan in the United States of America in the North American continent in the western hemisphere. On the planet Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy, I'm fully vaxxed, boosted and waxed, and ready to climax, and if you can, please get me wet, feed me after midnight, I am the man with the glorious beard, because yes, it's starting to come back in, also known as Scott Housen.
0: Oh man, did you watch AEW at all and see that Dan Housen challenged... Um... Ricky whatever Ricky is for Ricky the, Starks uh, yeah no for the, his championship yeah Dan Housen came out and challenged him Fuck so your yes. boy who knows you know he's I know this is a wrestling talk on a horror podcast but uh for any of those of you who have listened to Scott and I you know that we went and saw AEW together about a month ago out in uh, good old Detroit Michigan we're both avid wrestling bands and uh Dan Housen is one of Scott's favorites and also it's a hometown boy from Michigan
1: Yeah. I Not many people realize that he's from Detroit, but yeah, he started off in ring of honor. Like that's where he got really well known and was really good wrestler broke his leg in several places during a match. So that's why he's basically been just kind of like the voice of AEW for a while and just doing all sorts of like videos and stuff. And he's finally getting back into wrestling and he's just funny. He's funny and he's entertaining.
0: He has a really good personality. <laughs> He's a really good personality. <laughs> He's very um, nice, very evil. <laughs> yeah. And I and I just think that, you know, I I always respect wrestling stars when they're like, I can remember so many years ago wrestling in a parking lot and now I'm wrestling in Little Caesars Arena. Right. You know, so few people in any industry make it. You know, it goes for horror movies too, right? So many yeah. people. Um, you know, we look at some of the we saw some pretty well-known films, actually. Um, Scott saw the most recent release from Mr. Peel that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but it's it's you know it's it's the same thing, right? Like you you work so hard as an actor or a director, and sometimes you just get that break, um, yeah, right? And and it just really you know pro- propels you to a higher level. So um, Scott has watched one 2022. As uh, people know, we do 2022 watches. <laughs> Um, well, I do 2022 watch <laughs>
1: God, hey, I was trying. I tried to watch a second one, but, uh, the, uh, the software failed me.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that happens. Right. Um, and really it has been a little slow last week. I-, I couldn't find any 2022s. Uh, we have several means in which we watch 2022s and I could find ones, but I couldn't do it. There were some that just looked so, you know god awful horrible and like i'll watch a tubi one because we're doing the tubi awards this year so i'll give the tubi ones a shot but some of them i just know and there was one of them that i i should have run the kid from but i (laughs) i watched it anyway because i was so desperate
1: because you're a sucker
0: well i wanted to have something to talk about because i knew you weren't going to watch that many movies and i didn't want our 2022 session to be like and we didn't watch anything you know so i did my best but we we pulled together a couple so um yeah but Scott's been a video game playing machine that's what he's been up to
1: yeah well I was gonna say uh you know obviously we do our uh show every two weeks so the first week which is usually when I get a lot of my 2022 watches in because I'm the you know final week I'll do the main topic movies that week where I would normally watch 2022s I was having a rough week dealing with like depression and whatnot so like I just kind of was watching like comfort shows and just like stuff that was just I could just have on in the background while I just kind of like zoned out and just you know relaxed which you know is my way of kind of coping and helping and then well, it's uh, better than you do in below so you know <laughs> you know I did that but then you know I got expensive <laughs> and I just couldn't afford yeah. it anymore
0: <laughs> no kidding <huh? laughs> well you know what's funny is that you just basically are like horror movies don't help me relax you're like every anti-horror movie fan that's like you know those memes that are like oh man I'm so stressed out I'm gonna put on chest his cheek like texas teens on massacre and help me chill i feel like horror fans do that to be like look how edgy
1: i am well i mean technically (laughs) i mean i used to fall asleep to horror movies so it's like you know it is like it just really depends but yeah like when you're in a like not great place is sometimes you don't want something dark
0: well you do live in michigan in general that's not a great place so
1: right it's already
0: hard (laughs) enough as it is um but yeah, it's it's fair. And and you have also been, you know, you've doubled down into gaming, which is so ironic because right. we shut down our gaming podcast. And now you've turned to it like your fucking side bitch that's taking the priority is you is your gaming now.
1: See, so and what's gonna happen is now Friday nightmares is gonna go by the wayside and we're gonna bring back controllers up. Just kidding. No, just no. kidding, Lance, just kidding. <laughs> Here, here's
0: the thing: I don't play enough fucking video games for that to work. We eventually <laughs> the goal was for Scott to have rotating guests eventually, because I don't play enough games to make that show make sense after a while. <laughs> but Scott's too busy. He's living his best life now. He's 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 talking to new friends, he's playing video games with his cousin online, he's going to watch horror movies. He watched you watch Thor this week. I'm surprised you didn't put that to talk about.
1: Well, I was gonna say, because like, you know, for our what's new, we usually kind of make it close to related to horror and thor wasn't really related to horror
0: that's a horror that you had to pay for it is that is that
1: i will say it was a good movie i had a lot of fun with it and i was laughing my ass off i mean i guess i could have technically like in a way brought it into the what's new segment because it was directed by taika watiti who is the director of what we do in the shadows so in a sense i could have because it kind of revolves around like where the guy started and where he's at now
0: oh fair enough right but no we we went you went with something else and said which is definitely hor- more horror adjacent, I would say that yeah
1: than that um
0: but yeah you've been out doing some fun shit did you do something else I feel like you did something else that was fun
1: yeah I was trying to think about that I'm like I yeah you did, I did though something. right
0: <laughs> yeah you like, could, I, s- I could have swore you did
1: oh yes uh so wow okay so everything's just been kind of a blur But uh, yes, I went out to uh, hang out with our good friend Adam Thomas from the Double Edge Double Bill uh, Mm, podcast. That's what it it was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his birthday, so I uh, went out to his new place out in Armada and freaking got drunk with him and the boys and just had a great time out there and got to hang out with some of his friends that I've met a few times now from going out there before and then met some new people and. Yeah, it was just a great time. I had, had a blast. It was good seeing Adam again. And I was hung over as shit the next day, but it was funny because it must just show my age because I was not as drunk as I've been before with Adam, but yet I had one of the worst hangovers I've had in a long time.
0: <laughs> right? Oh, man, you looked like you had the hashtag your best life last weekend. I uh, I took a couple of days off and I spent time with my friend's kids. Um, I went to Wild Water Works, which is a water park, which was a lot of fun. And my, my friend's daughter, Aurora, went on the big girl water slides by herself.
1: Oh, nice. Um,
0: after I went down first and cut the fuck out of my back. Because, went down, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. Well, I do that every Saturday. But this was actually on a water slide. <laughs> um But then we went to African Lion Safari, which is like a open concept zoo where you are basically in a bus and the animals are allowed to roam free, but they obviously keep the carnivores separate than the herbivores.
1: I was just gonna say
0: yes, (laughs) right? I was Um, just gonna
1: say you would do a safari where you were the you were the animals.
0: Right, basically. So anyway, though, funny thing is we're going through one of the lion areas and like these female lioness are sitting in, in like a circle. They're all kind of facing each other. And one's tossing up and down in the air, fucking Canadian goose. It killed the Canadian goose, right? So, like, like, my friend's kids are, you know, Liam's 12, so he's all like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's cool, right? He's, like, a 12-year-old boy, so he thought it was sick. Aurora's six, right? So I'm like, oh, I better, like, make sure she's okay with this. So so I, I turn to her, and I'm like, all right, Aurora, you know, like, lions are carnivores in the wild. That's what they would do. She looks at me, rolls her eyes, and goes, I know Auntie Heather.
1: <laughs> like... Eh has like, got some sass.
0: She's like, maybe you have a problem with this, but the rest of us are fine. But yeah, so like the poor 2 year guy's like, I've actually never seen this happen before um, <laughs> because the lions have left the meat that was given to them and were choosing to chow down on this goose.
2: Wow. Um,
0: yeah,
1: it was pretty <laughs> they, It was pretty. They funny. probably realized goose are the biggest uh, predators out here. We need to take yeah. them out.
0: Right? Well, I think it was a matter that it's like their hunter and killer instinct, right? Like they're, you know, they've been... Uh, raised in captivity so even though it's open concept they do have food brought to them they don't have to hunt and kill to survive right um, but yeah but no, so that, they heard
1: the story they've heard the stories of how dangerous Canadian geese are yeah, so maybe like, maybe this. and they're
0: just <laughs> they're just stepping up right? right and i right so but funny thing is I'm over at my friend Ann's house last night and I had my foster dog Charlie who's uh, up for adoption my dog, she's cutie. Makes he, he is, he's all cutie, and uh, Anne's dog, so Anne had gone upstairs to show Amber her new bunnies, because she bought two new rabbits or adopted them, and I took the dogs outside, so I'm outside, and I swear to God to you, Scott, so it's dark, and it's, like, quiet, right, and the dog's just been around, and I could have swore I heard someone go, hey in the backyard and i'm like i turn around and i'm like oh didn't hear anything and then i hear hey like i'm not fucking around with you and i'm like there's no one else outside right now either it's a wind chime or something's blowing through something and making what sounds like a word or there's a motherfucking ghost so you know what i did scott do you think i went into the bushes to investigate what that you shit should. was No, I turned my ass around and went back in the house and
1: locked the door and brought the dogs in with me. What you should have done is stopped and go, hello,
0: who is it? Anybody here? Hold on. Oh, no, my cell phone's dead. Let me go investigate um and then when I came back home I walked up to uh George's sister's place and she was having a bonfire so I was having a roadie I was walking with a drink in my hand up and down water down and Scott's been to my neighborhood he knows it's like basically fucking Pleasantville
1: it totally um, is
0: like walking by myself at eleven thirty 30 at night and I had to walk by the park I'm like you know because there's been cougar spottings and no I'm not talking about that but there's been actual cougar spottings and I was more concerned about running into like the rogue cougar that apparently is running around Hamilton than I was about running into any stranger danger. Um, no, man, i might have to give it a good time depending what the stranger was into. I don't oh know. Maybe you could have worked something out.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> and welcome to Friday Nightmares. And a big welcome back to Daniel from the uh, Horror for Dummies, who shat all over Canada on <laughs> yeah, Vancouver.
1: He and shot like, shat all over fucking just America, too, with the coffee. Oh, session. I know.
0: Yeah, he, but he's not wrong about Tim Hornets. Like, it's pretty shitty coffee. Like, he's 100% right about that. Um, you know, and I, I didn't know the temperature was that different in seattle and vancouver because we're having a fucking heat wave here like in australia and they use celsius like it's been up to like 35 degrees celsius some days 36 which for you i think is almost 90 degrees fahrenheit
1: yeah that's been like that around here a lot too like so i don't know the
0: fuck he's talking about it's not hoodie weather here and if it's hoodie weather for him how fuck is it hot is it in australia like holy shit like if you can wear a hoodie in 36 degrees celsius almost 90 degrees fahrenheit how fucking warm is it on the aussie land (laughs) right honestly i should talk to my friend david as well and be like david is it really that hot there because
1: especially right now i think it's I would I'm gonna guess kind of uh, like midwinter for them right now in yeah, Australia. yeah, it's winter.
0: So he was like, Oh, it's like the same temperature, I had to wear my jumper, which is also known as a hoodie, because jumpers right. are known for children is what they wear here is a jumper, Daniel. Um, <laughs> but like I was like, there's no way, like how the fuck is Vancouver that much cooler? Like I know it's out on the Pacific Ocean. Same with Seattle, but I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, because Scott and I aren't getting that cool temperatures at all. It is fucking scorching.
1: I've been staying inside the last couple of days because it's a little too hot for my liking, unless I'm by the water.
0: (laughs) Right? And well, Scott's already so hot that, you know,
1: like he goes outside and he basically sets himself on fire. I'll say, what can I say? I am the smoke show.
0: You are the smoke just, and honestly, more pictures. You have the Swedish chef. Yes, like honestly, Darren. <laughs> that one. Everyone should listen to Darren's podcast. It's very, very good. Um, Psycho-Semantic Podcast with Darren Wilson on the Legion Podcast Network. And congratulations to all the Patreons, by the way. A bunch of Patreons won stuff from the Legion Podcast Network. So ah, nice. a big thank you to Kevin, who's running the network now. I think that's really nice that he did all that. Um, and I think if you're not a member of the P- P- uh, Legion Podcast Network, we'll, we'll tell you why you should join at the end of the episode. But uh, please consider joining. You want to do it now, don't you? I was tempted. I was tempted. I was tempted. Yeah, we'll we'll like, save it. We'll save it. We'll save shortest it. Shortest episode of Friday Nightmares ever. <laughs> the <end>. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even talk about any twenty twenty two. They just basically talked about their lives and, you know, just fucking
2: shut it off. So and we're out.
0: And we're out. So I guess we'll jump to our what we've been watching, and I'm going to try to look up this film. um <laughs> Man okay so this was a shark film i saw i can't even find it on fucking letterbox that tells you wow how yeah it's called blood bite um yeah i can't even find it when i google it it's so challenging to find anyway it is a um i believe it's mandarin based film and it is about a compound it's basically like deep blue sea and um they have made like an aquarium with and they've and they've enhanced the shark so the sharks are um able to breed quicker and faster it's available for purchase at target everybody so if you're really interested you could go buy the dvd and so here's the here's the i it took me forever to find it so an aquarium in need of a new attraction develops a deadlier blood shark. It's smarter, faster. It's smarter, faster and deadlier and when the shark turns the table, it's creators on its creators. They quickly discover who's really in charge. So, as you can imagine, this movie is all about people being hunted by sharks for the entire fucking time. <laughs> so, exciting. And it's really poorly dubbed. It's obviously originally in Mandarin or Cantonese, and the dubbing is dreadful. The plotline is ridiculous. There's a romantic kind of interlude in this when it looks like they're running away from, there's one part where the aquarium caves in underwater and they're running away from the shark and it looks literally like it was a sim. You remember sim, like sims, like the, the, the computer game you could play? and yeah. the graphics it looks like that like it oh, looks that bad oh god yeah so i don't know this is available at target i'm sure you can find it somewhere on the net if you really like shark movies and you feel the need that you need to watch every single shark film i guess you could watch this one but the alicia silverstone one looked like an academy award shark film mm, compared to so... this one so strong skip i was desperate and in desperate times call for desperate manager measures so i suggest watching other things
1: yeah that i think that'll be an avoid for me oh dude
0: it is a total avoid i as i said i was desperate for 2022s and i put it on and it was it was by far probably the worst movie i've seen this year which is saying something because i've seen some pretty shitty movies since was up there um but not a shitty movie is good madam uh so this is a 92 minute runtime in in South Africa, Tisida, a single mother, is forced to move in with her own estranged mother, Mavis, a live-in domestic worker caring obsessively for her catatonic white madam. As Tisida tries to heal her family as sinister, um, the spectator begins to stir. Or specter begins to stir. This is available on the Shuddy, uh, both Shuddy, Amazon... Uh, Shutty Regular, Not Children's Shutter and AMC and Amazon Channel.
1: I, I love that you call it Shuddy. The Shuddy.
0: Well, the so Shuddy. it's called The Shutter, right? But it's called The Shuddy for me because I just short form and nickname everything. Um, this is a great film. If you like things like The Babadook, then you will like this film. A um, lot of character development. So it is very, very character heavy and dialogue heavy. If you enjoy that piece of it, you will like this film, but you do have to get through the very, very heady character development. The horror is very subtle, but in my opinion, was a very good payoff. The third act has a scene in it that is quite incredible. It really does ramp up. Um, Fan of the Babadook, you will like this movie. Nice. Um, Very similar flavor um, in terms of the way that is directed, the way it builds, Um, very, very, very good. Um, also a little bit of uh, what was the other one that came out last year or two years ago about um, it had two different names and it was about a man who collected souls
1: oh uh, was, what it, was the, it
0: the soul collector yeah I think, well, I think
1: the yeah like the, the generic title was the soul collector
0: yeah um, a little bit mixed in with that so it was it was like the Babadook mixed with the soul collector so I think that if you like those two films, this is definitely worth watching and you can find it on the Shetty. Nice. And now, what did you watch, Scotty?
1: Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing of note. No, uh, obviously a lot of our, probably a lot of our listeners and a lot of our podcasting friends have, have also went out and seen it because this weekend was the theatrical release of Jordan Peele's uh, third film, Nope. And wow, uh, so this one's obviously getting mixed reviews, kind of like a lot of Jordan Peele stuff. It does get mixed; re- his stuff gets mixed reviews, mainly for the wrong reasons. Um, this one, I can see. I
0: like, mean, I can never a movie movie says I shouldn't be white. Is that, that pretty review? much? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and most of the stuff that I'm hearing about this film is not that. Thankfully, it's just uh, some people find it slow or not horror enough or whatever. Like whatever the reason is. Um, so. I went into this because I've seen the trailer and I was just going, I'm not sure what to expect from this. I'm not, I mean, I love Jordan Peele and I'm going to see everything he does, but I'm not like super, yo, my God, this is gonna be the greatest movie ever. I just kind of went into it, you know, with, uh, lowered expectations and it also helped that, uh, Brandon from the exploding Heads podcast, uh, talked about how he wouldn't seen it and, you know, he gave it a rating of like a 6.5 out of 10. He's like, it was good, but, you know, here's the issues I had with it. So going so in, knowing He was that-
0: really excited, though.
1: Yes, exactly. And so he talked and about that movie for weeks. He did, yeah. And knowing that, I think kind of helped just make sure, like, okay, going expecting, you know, not the greatest thing from him, but, you know, I'm going to go in and see what I can find or figure out. And I got to say, I enjoyed this. Um, uh, It's definitely the out of the three it is definitely like on the bottom like it's not as good as us or get out to me personally but I still had a really good time with this I thought the acting in this was incredible Daniel Kaluuya was in it and just did an amazing job Stephen Jung was incredible in it Um, but it just had a very interesting story and for the people that have watched the trailer and haven't seen it yet well, the trailer does a great job of misleading the hell out of you, and it, which I like. Yeah, I, you go in expecting it to be one thing, and it ends up being like not at all what you expected. And it's a very unique take on this type of a subgenre of horror. Uh, but yeah, this it's got some it's got some slow moments, but I wouldn't say it's like unnecessarily slow. Like it's just got a lot of character development and things like that. Uh, and it's definitely a, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, it's definitely not your tip, what you would expect from Jordan Peele as like heavy on the social commentary, at least as far as I could see, like there is some in there, but it's not like steeped in it, like us and get out was, but it's still, I really did dig it. And this is a movie that needs to be seen in theaters. Cause it is a, even if you're not like blown away by it, by the end, you would have to admit that it was a good spectacle to see on the big screen.
0: Awesome. And that is only available in theaters right now in both Canada and the United States. It just came out. We're recording this episode on Sunday, July 24th. And I know it just dropped on Thursday of last week. Yep. Um, a lot of people have seen it, you know, and and I think even there's some directors like Addie Astar, for example, or like um trying to think of the other one, the big Robert other Eggers. Yeah, like even their worst movie is still a good movie. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? They're all, like they're all incredible <laughs> the directors. Quality. Yeah. Like they're all quality films. So like, even if you don't love the movie, you can still be like, yeah, it's a decent film. Right. Like, and I think that's the difference, right. Is that they're not going to make shitty films. It's just whether you enjoy it as much as you enjoy the other one. So it'll be interesting. Maybe people who didn't like us and get out will like this one a lot more.
1: Right. Exactly. Like I talked to a few friends who loved us and really did not like, or loved get out and really did not like us. And they're like, "What do you What do you think? Uh, would I like it?" I'm going. I think you'll like it either as much as you liked us or more. It's kind of hard to tell. This is just because it's a different t- style for Jordan Peele. So, I'm, so I'd be curious about like what some of these people think.
0: Yeah, and like it's important that he explores other avenues of you know writing and directing and stuff. I I love that he produced Candyman last year. I really enjoyed oh, yeah. Candyman last year. I thought it was a great fucking film
1: um it was incredible
0: yeah the acting in it was solid and it was a really good and it wasn't a retelling of candy man it was in a it was continuing the legend yeah like it tied right back into the 1992 movie a political <clears throat> political discussion which was in the 1992 movie wait are you, are,
1: are you sure the original Candyman had anything to do with, like, social commentary?
0: And the projects and, like, no. racism? No. No, not, not
1: nothing like that. Not, not at all. I don't know. Wh- um, where would you get that, Heather? I don't know. I understand. know. Crazy. And it, it was probably no
0: 1991. I'm probably fucking up the years. So maybe Candyman was 1991. I can't remember now. Uh, either way. 91, 92. Um, but yeah, I, I, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Nope. You and Brandon both praised it enough that I know it's going to be a quality film. Yeah. Um, right. And that's really what matters is that you're walking into something that's good. Speaking of walking into something that's good. Um, Scott knows how much I teach me about 24 films, but, um, I saw the most recent A24 film, Men. This is a hundred minute runtime. Um, the synopsis, I'll just read a little short bit of it. In the aftermath of a personal tragedy, Harper retreats alone to beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. But someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. Um, I'll just leave it at that. So, it's, this, is, this is an A24 film. <laughs> this, is, this is what you expect from A24. Um, a little bit artsy. Definitely some uh, political commentary and social commentary. Good acting good directing excellent fucking filming like god the filming is so good in this and so is the editing um amazing special effects but it is very much an a24 film and if you are someone who has watched a24 films you know exactly what i'm talking about like if you watched lamb last year um that is you know another prime example of an a24 film saint maude another prime example of an a24 film these are the films that they pick up as a company they're unique they're different um one of the reasons why
1: I love them as much as I do because yeah. they bring these movies to the like forefront
0: Absolutely. And I think this film here does provide a political commentary that I don't think is down. It doesn't, it's not a heavy hitting angle of anything. It talks about toxic masculinity and masculinity. Masculinity? Thank you. And the effect that it has on men. Like it talks Hmm. about the damaging thing that it does to them.
1: Interesting.
0: Right. So it's, it's very, very well acted. Very, very well done. The lead woman, the woman who plays Harper, Uh, who is Jesse Buckley, is is excellent. All the side characters are great as well. Um, The movie moves along quite quickly. It's a feast for your eyes with some of the special effects that are used and the filming of it and the music. And it's it's a really good film, but be prepared for a burn. It will feel like an hour and 40 minutes. It will, uh, but it's worth it. In my opinion, you like A24, you generally like the stuff that they create, you will like this film. Um, Definitely a horror film. Definitely creepy. The ending is definitely up to interpretation. Very typical A24. The ending is definitely up to interpretation. I read a couple of views on the ending, and I would say that they all were pretty relevant. And I think at this point, it will probably be sitting in my top 20. Nice. Um, I I definitely think it's a high, high quality film. But yet again, you got to like the things I talked about. Uh, Tim Davis gave it three stars who's from the uh, core for dummies and I don't see anyone else who's a podcaster that's rated it yet I know Dave C's watched it so it'll be interesting to hear his thoughts on it from the exploding heads podcast um, but yeah I, I enjoyed it I thought it was a really cool film I thought the special effects were a lot of fun and so it is available it available here it is available on Amazon Prime for rent um, and also Cineplex for rent and I don't believe it's in theaters anymore out in the United States. Is it, Scott?
1: No, I'll say uh, usually with A24 films, when they go to theaters, they usually last like a, just a couple of weeks because obviously like competing with like big blockbuster movies during the summer, you're going to get pushed aside real fast.
0: Well, and unless you're an avid horror fan, generally speaking, you don't know who he, like, you know, maybe know St. Maud, but you don't know that that's picked up by A24 and what kind of films they traditionally pick up yeah so you know but this is definitely if you like a24 good film um i enjoyed it recommend it yeah the this final, is the
1: same director that did uh, annihilation and ex machina too i can't remember his name right yeah or, uh, alex garland that's his name
0: yeah and you can tell the similar directing style to be honest with you nice if you can tell um the final one i'm going to talk about is crow valley this is an aussie movie oh shit it is a 77 minute runtime Mountain biker Benny Jones sets off on a weekend ride to remote Crow Valley, but is knocked off his bike in a brutal hit and run. He wakes up badly injured in a batting cabin where he meets a young hiker, Greta. When her lies and sanity start to unravel, he finds himself in a desperate fight for survival. Um, this is sounds just like a basic stalker film. It is much deeper than that. Um, this is a film about grief justice, consequences, guilt, untreated depression, and the impact and result that that has. This, this, this synopsis does not fully explain how heavy this movie actually is. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I spent the first 35 minutes feeling one way about one character, and then you learn something that changes how you feel, but you still kind of sit in this real weird middle ground. And there's a third character that's involved that you have a lot of empathy for. It's actually a really good film. I think this film will get skipped over by a lot of people. I, I don't know if a lot of people know about it. It is available on Google Play, Microsoft Store, Tubi for free, Hoopla, and YouTube. This is a film that you should watch for free on Tubi.
2: Nice. It is.
0: It is if you enjoy psychological horror, if you enjoy, in my opinion, mental illness done right, um, if you enjoy the question of what, what justifies revenge and what justifies fairness, then I think that you will like this film. Um, a lot of characters. And the guy who wrote it is also the guy who stars in it. Oh, nice. So Josh Kahn is the director, the writer and the main star and he is actually quite good
1: i love when that happens
0: yeah i i think he is someone to watch out for i think that if this is what he's capable of i think we'll see more from him and scott i definitely think you should. i don't know if you'll be as high on it as i am but i think you'll at least enjoy it
1: yeah i'll definitely give this one a watch because because yeah. <clears throat> obviously like yeah you are way ahead of me in 2022 watches so what I've been doing because I'm like, crap, I know there's a bunch that Heather's recommended to me. So I've been going through our Go- Google documents and like look, looking at our what we watch list and going, oh, yep, I remember talking good about this. I remember talking good. So I've been trying to hit those up whatever I can so I can at least get caught up on the must watch ones for this year.
0: Awesome. And I think that this is definitely one that I think you will enjoy. Honestly, I, nice. I really do. I think that you'll appreciate it. As I said, I don't think you, I don't know if you'll be as high on it as I am. Like right now it's in my top 10. That's how much I like this phone. Wow.
1: Okay, nice. Um,
0: but it's because of the topic matter that it discussed for me. Right. Like I always find the topic matter of an eye for an eye and that sort of thing interesting. Um, and this does a really good job of that. So that's our 2022 list. Uh, blood bite you can skip, but if you really want, it's probably in the bargain bin at Target. <laughs> uh or you can find it online if you want to watch. Hell, target
1: movie. may pay you to take it
0: they may it may be like please take this movie you have too many copies of it um <laughs> if you like cheesy cgi sharks and you know what it's right up your alley it's 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 fine for that but it's really not that good of a film hmm. um good madams available on Shudder. nope in the theaters men uh amazon prime or Cineplex Odeon in uh in um canada and crow valley is available for free on tubi so i recommend watching at least four of
1: those yeah. one is
0: bad the, the other four i think we recommend
1: yeah i'll say uh, it sounds like they're all pretty damn good movies
0: they're all decent and it's all gonna you know yet again depend on what you like right so for older watches scotty i finally got around to watching the last broadcast
1: ah nice
0: have you seen that
1: uh this one i think i have let me look it up because uh i think this was kind of like the uh
0: it was before blair witch
1: yeah it was before blair witch and was being compared like blair witch was being compared it was being compared to blair witch even though it came yeah. out before yep okay yep and just like blair witch the original I was not the biggest fan
0: oh no, you weren't okay um like I, I mean
1: i respect it but it just wasn't for me Yeah. You know?
0: that is fair so this is an 86 minute runtime it came out in 1998 Uh, basically it's a a guy doing a documentary about three dudes who had like a basic small level cable tv television production who went these three guys went out looking for the jersey devil and never returned so they were killed or whatever happened to them on their uh, on their journeys and fuck is it an interesting film you know i i i really did appreciate for this being made in 1998 (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry and seeing the uh the filming style and even what happens at the end of who you find out is responsible for these deaths and what he does it's it's a really interesting movie like I at an 86 minute runtime I was quite invested um and honestly I don't know why this doesn't get the push that the Blair Witch Project does
1: it's because uh they actually talked about this in that uh found footage documentary yeah. earlier And they were saying, because what happened was this and Blair Witch were both made around the exact same time. The only problem or the only difference was Blair Witch got recognition by a big, big name studio that picked it up and was able to release in theaters where where this got kind of buried. And because of that, I believe didn't get like the like uh, wide distribution till after Blair Witch came out. And then they were being uh, called like copycats for Copying the Blair Witch formula, even though they were both being made around the same time. So I think it's it was just kind of like, you know. Indie versus large studio, who is going to win?
0: And you know what's funny? These movies are nothing alike.
1: Like they're similar, like they're similar with the found footage style. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's it. The plot's completely different. Yeah. Like in Blair Witch, they're going out to look for whatever it may be, the witch. And this year, he's trying to figure out what happened to the guys who went out and looked for the Jersey Devil. Yeah. It's almost like the sequel to Blair Witch. Right. Right, so I, technically the sequel of Blair Witch ripped off the Lost broadcast, technically.
1: Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's been a right? long time since I've seen the sequel to Blair Witch, but.
0: Right, well, they it's a group of people that go out and look to see what happened to the original three.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll say, right? it's, yeah, it's been a very long time since I've seen the right? sequel.
0: And I think the where the Blair Witch is different, or maybe even better than the last broadcast, is I do think the acting in the Blair Witch project is more raw and more believable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I enjoyed the last broadcast. I thought it was an interesting concept. I I thought the ending was pretty cool, um, pretty dark. And you know, it's a shame that this got sho- shoved under the carpet because I think that it's a really good found footage film, and I think that the concept of the mockumentary style of it is is really bright. Um, so yeah. Anyway, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, it's it's for free on Tubi. If anyone's interested, it's also on Hoopla, Amazon, and Amazon Prime. So give it a watch.
1: Yeah, i will say it's definitely worth uh, checking out, especially if you are diving into the found footage genre more. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I'll say like, just because I have not brought anything to the older watches in a long time, I'll just mention that uh, my older watches are basically uh, the entire series of Tales from the Crypt, seasons one through six so far. Wow. Slowly working my way through season seven. Um, So what's
0: been your favorite, like, top three episodes so far?
1: Oh, shit. Uh, Well... Uh, One of them I had suggested to The Slumber Party Massacre when you guys did that show, Um, and that was uh, Forever Ambergris. I love that. Well, it was Steve Buscemi, because that one is just so gross and, like, body horror and, like, you know, realistic with what happens in that movie or in that episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also dig, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one with John Lovitz, and he's uh, a actor, that's going That's been trying to like find like a gig and finds this play being of Hamlet. So it goes and tries to sign up for it. And you find out it's a, uh, the people that are running this are escaped metal patients that have killed all the security guards and are like basically looking for their, uh, I forget the character's name, but the skull, that Hamlet talks to, uh, they're looking for the perfect skull for that. And that's what John Lovitz becomes basically. And, uh, yeah, I I love these like types. They're just silly. And then there was one with uh, Christopher Reeves and Meatloaf and about a restaurant that is serving. I think it was squid or octopus. Like, and that was all they served. And they're like, oh man, we're not making enough money for this. And Meatloaf's the dickhead landlord of the place and saying, well, I need rent because you guys aren't making money. And if you guys don't get money, you're getting the fuck out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Well, he ends up getting killed and they start selling his meat and making a ton of money off of that like basically making it a cannibal shop.
0: Nice. I like it. And and it sounds like these are short little episodes, right? They're like what, 20 minutes in length? Yeah, about 25 at the most. That's perfect. And yeah. um is there any ones that have been horrible?
1: Um I wouldn't say like there's been some that have been boring or just didn't feel like tales from the crypt. Uh there was mm. one uh which is a shame this one but it was uh called Yellow uh and it starred, had an amazing cast, but it had, uh, I think it was Lance Henriksen and Dan Aykroyd in it. And uh, it just was about somebody that's uh, during like a war, a soldier that is basically a chicken and like leaves his own men oh, to okay, die. Yeah. Yeah. And I just found that not to fit the Tales from the Crypt theme for the most part, and just kind of found it kind of boring. Mm. Um. Mm. But there is one that is notoriously despised, and that is from season seven, which I have not, actually have not watched it yet, but like when we get to, when I get to season seven, uh, apparently there's an animated episode that is just uh, universally hated.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So I'm curious to
1: see about that one. But uh, yeah, so I've been yeah it's been a couple months progress but i've yeah made it through seasons one through six so far
0: well those are older watches so yeah you know you should have just brought a tales of the crypt episode each time we talk
1: i should i totally should have i didn't think about that that would have been a good idea
0: you could do that next time (laughs) yeah Instead of bro on your load in one hit, Scotty. You well, you know
1: me. I just kind of do the build-up and then release.
0: Then it's just a release everywhere over everyone's faces. Um, so what's new? Uh, Scott and I are going to talk about two separate TV series. So I totally double down on the series on Prime. It's a couple of years old and it's called I Shouldn't Be Alive. And it's about people who are in like crazy wilderness-related survival situations. So there's like a whole bunch of people that get lost in the Australian desert, Um, a bunch of people that get lost like on a boat or they're skydiving and the plane crashes in the ocean and they have to try to survive living in the ocean uh for like two days which is insane when you think about it right um there is one where like a bunch of guys get stranded on this like rock island in mexico on a fishing trip and have to survive there was one guy who was lost at sea for six months um and had luckily had like supplies with him so he could survive but holy shit so anyway i've learned all about going to the amazon i have learned all about uh, hypothermia there are a lot of people who do mountain climbing get into really bad situations um oh, yeah but i have learned insane amount of shit about probably the amazon the australian desert the ocean and mountain climbing in the winter all of them and and a couple things on the uh Colorado River because Mm. people go whitewater rafting down that and shit happens and honestly all these people sometimes obviously most of the people live but there are you know stories being told by the survivors but not everybody survived and sometimes they have to watch their friends die and it's really sad but like I watch these shows because I and part of me is like this way if I'm ever in the Amazon
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know what not to do
0: I know how to survive. So like, I totally binge watch this shit. Like, I love this shit. I love how people are problem solving and what they do to help them get out of the situation that they're in. I love when people are able to think calmly in these really traumatic, rough situations and rise above, which is essence survival horror. These are all real life survival horror films. Like you take that shark movie with like Lively The shallows. And that's actually happened to some people, right? Not to the extent that the shark stalks you. It's not like that, but they've been out in the ocean and had to deal with sharks coming around and being hungry. And so these are the real life versions of survival films. And it's been fascinating. So if you like that kind of stuff, this is available on Prime, um, and there's a couple of, I think it's four seasons, and it's called I Shouldn't Be Alive.
1: Yeah, I've been meaning to check this out, because you've talked about it a couple of different times with me, and yeah. I, yeah, I like it. I'm curious about stuff like that.
0: It's interesting, right? And I I always find it really admirable when people can think calm and collectively in these situations.
1: Right, right? which, yeah, I don't think I could.
0: <laughs> well, you'd be surprised what you can do in the situation when it comes down to it, but True. it's-, it's it is really, really fascinating. So for anyone who likes survival horror, I consider this to be fairly adjacent. I recommend checking it out.
1: Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I will talk about what I'm bringing uh, this time. Uh, if I'm going to talk about a TV series that just wrapped up, it's uh season finale of season three, and that is Amazon Prime's The Boys. Um, and it, uh, I'll give a quick synopsis of like the entire show, just because it's easier than me trying to like kind of explain it. So it's a group of vigilantes set a group of vigilantes the boys set out to take down corrupt superheroes who abuse their superpowers so basically this is turning all of your marvel and dc superheroes that you know and love on their heads you got like a evil superman a a fucked up uh sexual offender aquaman uh they got a the flash that's just yet as like a completely selfish like there are just these characters that are just like you know you recognize who they're supposed to be like and this is based off a graphic novel so this is like just tv show going oh we're gonna capitalize on the superhero market No, no this is just you know based off a graphic novel but it's hyper violent it's sexually depraved in many ways um and this third season just kind of goes, you know, we're gonna kind of go balls to the wall with it this time around. And uh, I, I can't believe I've said this think, three different times during this season. Going, well, I have now, th- I have now seen things I will never be able to unsee again. <laughs> like it's, this definitely fits in the fucked up era area of the horror genre. Like we got some very uh, like weird like. Ant Man type character that's like walking through uh, urethra of a man, and just mm, you get to see up close weird shit like that going on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you told me about this specific scene.
0: You and Brandon talked about it. It sounded very intense.
1: Oh, it was. You're basically you're basically watching it with your jaw on the floor, like what the fuck did this? <laughs> d- what? <laughs> but I won't get into too much because it's spoilers. But uh, uh Jansen Ackles from uh, Supernatural. He uh pl- comes in, he start, he stars in this season as a new su- uh, soup, as they call him, a uh, soldier boy, who is basically a demented Captain America. And it is, he does such a freaking fantastic job. Like it, it's incredible. His acting is amazing in this. And it, this season is just so just balls to the wall. Uh, gore like obviously I talk about like gore and a lot of sexual stuff that happens in this but the story itself was I found to be really fascinating and just like had me hooked from episode one where I just wanted to binge watch every single episode as soon as it came out like as soon as it was released I was watching it like I had to it was I am I love this series to death like seasons one two and three like you can just eat them up real fast they are num 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 yeah there's I think a total of 25 episodes about an hour each so it's you know it's a it's a it's an a bit of an investment now but mm. it is absolutely worth your time because it's got a lot of social commentary political stuff going on as well and it's just a very unique take if like especially if you are just burnt out on like the typical superhero mm-hmm. stuff that's in theaters and you want something a little more dark this is definitely up your alley just be warned, you will see things. Lots and, of things. You
0: can not, and you can, will not forget those things.
1: Yeah. Like, I, my little brain is a bit scarred by some of these things going, I've seen a lot of shit, but I've never seen that. Which <laughs> says something, because we've watched a lot of shit. Yeah.
0: Right? We've watched a lot of dark fucking films. So if Scott's saying that, it must be intense. Um, I promise by the end of the year, I will watch an episode of The Boys. Yeah,
1: because I would just be curious, because I, I think, like, 'Cause I know the superhero genre stuff is not your not your jam. But I know uh I know like you love political stuff, you love social commentary stuff, and I think you'll dig that over over everything else. I think it's well that being said, I really liked Bright
0: Brightburn. Like I thought Brightburn was brilliant. So this sounds very similar to Brightburn.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, Uh, yeah, like it's I would yeah, I would say like if you like Brightburn, you'd probably like this just with more like social commentary political stuff involved.
0: Me like me like that. Me like commentary, (laughs) me like angry, me like angry (laughs) me people anyway. Um, awesome. So that's what we've been what's new, what we've been checking out. So uh we're gonna take a brief break. We're gonna hear from one of our many friends at the Legion Podcast Network. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about some Norwegian horror films. So uh after these messages will be right back.
2: Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> This'll keep it quiet. <laughs> oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show.
0: Uh, we are going to talk about Norwegian horror films today. It's interesting because Scotty, I think, had seen two of these films, and I had also seen two of these films. But only one was one that we had actually seen that we both watched. The yeah. other two were first-time watches for us. Because um, I believe you saw—I um, guess I can spoil them: Troll, Troll Hunter, and The Trip. And I saw Cold Prey and The Trip.
1: Yep, I have seen about three yeah. quarter or about half of Troll Hunter. Because okay. okay. I had caught it on cable one day. Way back oh, nice, day. nice.
0: So we're going to be talking, obviously, those are the films we're talking about, plus another one I haven't mentioned yet. That was a first time watch for both of us. Uh, but we'll start off with our first Norwegian film, and
1: I'll let Scotty bring us in. All right. So the first one we will be talking about is Cold uh, Cold Prey, released October 13th, 2006. Eric and his girlfriend, Janique, join newly coupled Michael and Ingen and single wisecracker Morton on a snowboarding excursion to a remote mountainous region in Norway when Morton breaks his leg however and requires medical attention the friends take shelter in an abandoned nearby ski lodge little do they know it also harbors an unseen psychopathic killer um so yeah this is basically a slasher at a uh, slasher in the like basically kind of like a ski resort but not a ski resort type thing
0: yeah, it's like a ski resort, but not really a ski resort because it's been, you know, run down and shit. Now, I, I, oh, mm, I, okay, I know that you weren't the biggest fan of this. No. Vibe. Um, and the thing is, it's quite popular. A lot of people do like this movie. Um, it's seen as a a great slasher film. Um, it seems to have a lot of people that are fans on it. Has pretty decent ratings on, um, IMDb um and apparently 2017 the wwe studio has required the rights to exclusive english language remake to the franchise really that's interesting yeah wow. so apparently that's gonna fucking happen at some point
1: yay Well, WWE i mean maybe i mean, vince mcmahon is not part of WWE anymore so that's true that's true
0: um i i do kind of like how this film starts with the mystery the mystery of the young boy who goes missing yes um, but I find that they don't tie into that
1: as well as they could have. Um, no, I was I was kind of honestly confused by the end. Like,
0: yeah, like um. what's the what's the OK? Yeah, we get into spoilers here. So basically, these guys go out to a ski to go ski. They're at the lodge and the one guy they're skiing on the mountain. He breaks his leg and they can't go back to the lodge because they're so far away from it which didn't really make that much sense to me because i don't think you would ski that far away from the lodge
1: yeah so they go to like this abandoned place like (laughs) like this abandoned cabin
0: yeah but it's huge it's like this huge where this family that the little boy went missing from lived in
1: yeah right And And, and then the family was gone from there obviously
0: right and and it's yeah. So anyway, they they basically go there and they get picked off one by one. You got the typical asshole who's kind of being a dick to his new girlfriend. You got the single wisecracking is the best way to describe him. He's like the single good old guy who's in love with the, the main character chick, and her boyfriend's fine but they don't want to get exclusive because she doesn't know if they'll be together forever. The the the, the chasing's in this aren't bad. Like I do enjoy the shower scene where the girlfriend gets attacked. I thought it was suspenseful and well done. Um and she's being pulled away and they can like she can see them but she can't get to them in the bar area. Yes. I thought that was really well done.
1: Um yeah, there was for uh there were a few good moments, even the uh uh the kind of asshole boyfriend of that girl, like when he basically abandons the two other people and goes and like says fuck this i'm going i'm, I'm out of here and he jumps off the window and they're just watching him leave and he gets caught in that bear trap
0: yeah and he gets fucked up by the bear trap
1: yeah that was pretty that was pretty cool
0: but this movie really is basically set in snow um you're relying on some very typical characters which yet again is fine it's a slasher it's a slasher but there's not a lot of blood and there's not a lot of like it's it's it moves quick though, and you find out that the mountain man is the kid, and he's grown up, and he was running away because his parents tried to kill him. Yeah, like which they do expand on and call play, pray too okay, um but in this one, you just figure out, okay, this kid and and you know, I guess the assumption is maybe the parents either wanted the insurance money for the kid or they didn't want the kid anymore. I do like the part of this movie that does stand out to me is when he piles the bodies on top of each other and he's tossing them over the repeat. Yes. I do like that part. I almost feel like he's like collecting them in a specific place. And I like that piece of it.
1: Yeah, because, like, honestly, they're in the middle of, like, you know, they're in the middle of freezing, like, lands like that, like, where yeah, bodies probably would not easily be found, if you especially if you threw them down, like, a giant crevice in the middle of, like, a fucking winter wonderland like that.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like he's collecting, like, he's collecting these bodies, which I do find really cool, but I'll be honest, I have the Wikipedia up right now because I can't remember some of the shit that happened because it's just so, like, all I can remember is they drove up, the guy breaks his leg, the kill with the girl from the shower, the bear trap scene, the chase scene where she's trying to, like, get away from the guy. and She outsmarts him at the end because she t- pretends to be dead, mm-hmm. and she stabs him with the pickaxe. Like, she does a great job. Like, that final scene, she's a great final girl, but the rest of the movie's really quite
1: forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know what I, I mean? <laughs> like, I don't even remember what happened to her boyfriend. I remember he got, like, captured got ki- or Well, something? you don't
0: see. Like, he gets killed outside because oh, he... that's right. Yeah, like, so you don't even really see that. Like, that's, you know, I think there's standalone scenes in this that make it look good um and i think her i think that ending third act at the cliff between the mountain man and the main chick is the best yeah like honestly i think that's the highlight of this fucking film the rest of it it's like forgettable
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) like like, this is just like your average slasher like yeah yeah because you know I have a feeling the sequels are probably a little more violent and probably have a little more blood because that's how yeah. it usually goes with like the slashers that are bloodless in the first place. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I have a feeling the sequels might be actually more up my alley, more entertaining, like, but yeah, I just, I found this just be kind of ho-hum, just was, it it was there.
0: And with the mountain man, you know, that he's, you know, he's, his parents are burying him alive. You know, I, I can't remember Cold Coldplay, too. I did see it. And I wish they had expanded more and done flashbacks of the mountain man. Like, maybe you could have seen that he was either violent or his parents needed to get rid of him. And it would have kind of led to the allure. And maybe she could have tried to, like, and maybe she could have found out that information and had, like, a verbal standoff with him as well. You know, like, I know what your parents did to you. It was wrong. You know, they shouldn't have done that like that to me would have really made this story more memorable
1: yeah because there really was like you really didn't know the true motive of why all this ha- happened yeah, and like, played out the way it did
0: you know besides that ending third act really the rest to this you know it's not a bad film don't get me wrong it's easy to watch but i wouldn't say it's anything that really sticks in your head right <laughs> and norwegian wise well it's really cold um and they're in a lot of snow and there's no kind of folklore or anything that comes with it it's just a norwegian themed slasher
1: yeah i'd say only two of these really kind of dive into like norwegian like folklore and stuff like that and yes. two just kind of don't while one of them yeah. is a way more entertaining
0: well why don't we move to the next one unless you've got something else to add for full prey i don't really have much no. To like add, to be honest this
1: with you. yeah this just was there's really not much to it honestly um not a bad film it just
0: wasn't anything that was like super deep to talk about you know except for that third act for
1: me yeah exactly and now the other one though this next one though definitely has more to talk about i think yes um, and definitely jumps into some norwegian folklore oh Uh, man yeah uh, and that is troll hunter released july 17th 2011 and was, uh, I think, the directorial, I could be wrong, but I think this is the directorial debut of Andre Overdahl, who did Autopsy of Jane Doe and uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark.
0: Oh, man. Um, Sick.
1: Yeah, so this was, it's really cool to go you know, see. Like, this is one where I seen, like, about half of it on cable, and I was going, okay, uh, this is totally uh, my jam. Mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. the uh, synopsis is, while investigating reports of illegal po- bear poaching, three student filmmakers encounter a man who slays trolls for the Norwegian government very simple plot synopsis but that's yeah it's a found footage documentary style that you get with us and that's all you need like this uh oh fuck yeah like it just kind of builds up like they see this guy like showing up everywhere that there's these reports of like you know poached bears and stuff like that and other hunters are talking about this guy and saying like yeah he just shows up and he's you know does his thing and then he's gone so they're like we're not sure who he is or what he does blah blah blah." so they actually like start following him and like obviously annoying him because he's like leave me alone leave me alone while they end up actually like straight up fucking stalking his ass and following him on like a ferry and like going way out into the wilderness and well they encounter him as he's running away from a fucking troll (laughs) yeah yeah
0: Like, and now we've seen trolls before our, our last segment, we covered trolls, uh, but this is a different version of what trolls are.
1: Yeah. This Um, is almost more like what you would see in like the fairy tale stories.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, and can we just talk about the fucking special effects in this film? (laughs) It's amazing. Like like fucking found footage. This was fucking found footage. And like, when I first see the troll, I was like, is this found, how the fuck? they do this like this is a pretty fucking creepy looking troll like I talk about using your budget well fucking using your budget well this film could write a fucking screenplay on how to do that like it's so good Um, I love the main character who is basically killing these trolls and basically the government's like you we need you to do this but we don't want anyone to know you're doing this yeah you know we cover it up with saying that it's bear attacks but anyone in their right mind knows that these trolls are massive like there is like they're huge they're basically the size of skyscrapers and
1: they're and they're all different like there's all different ones like ones that are size of trees ones that are like a little bit more stout and hide and cave. Yeah. but then yeah, there's ones that are fucking massive, like you're saying, and like skyscrapers,
0: huge. And the way and the and the fact that they can't handle sunlight, and they explain that they talk about the vitamin D deficiency. the trolls and that's why sunlight and and turning them to stone and shattering the stone and they kill the trolls that don't stay in the boundaries that they're given and it's funny because at first the kids are all like oh like the the film was like this guy's crazy he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and then they see him they're like holy fuck we got gold here you know here's our chance we have something that is that we can sell the government doesn't want to know it exists we can let people know that it exists
1: um, yeah, and i love that the troll hunter even says like yep i am sick and tired of how the government is handling this so he's like fuck it you guys come along he's like i want you to spread the word now because right this is on them to figure it out then
0: and it's just a really good film like i'm looking on Letterboxd; it's got a 3.4 rating this is a this is probably one of the best fan footage films i've ever seen
1: um wow yeah I, that that makes me happy to hear because yeah this yeah Like and they do such an amazing job of diving into the Norwegian folklore of these trolls. Like Yes. Like the even the whole uh, you know, like the they even do like a nod to like the whole Billy Goats gruff with the goats on the bridge with the troll underneath that reaches up and grabs them and oh man. And these trolls, you know, don't most of the trolls like don't look like I guess you'd say your typical scary monster. They look no. kind of goofy and dopey, but at the yeah. same time, they're terrifying. And-,
0: and it's because they're so big and that they don't understand what's going on. And you know, it, and it's interesting, the whole goat scene is very suspenseful. Like all the scenes where the troll you're waiting for the troll to appear is very suspenseful and very well done. And the people how they film it, the people just look so little compared to these trolls trying to like take them down it is just awesome and i love the ending where basically these kids get silenced like that's what happens they get away from the troll and they're gonna make it and then they get silenced and i thought that was like the best fucking ending ever i'm like now no one will know because even though these kids survived all to this point the government is not gonna let them
1: Yep, we're region. not going to let them spread the word. And, right. and like, but then there's even like, they even like after the credits, you see like a, uh, like what was it? New Zealand, uh, prime minister yeah. speaks of trolls or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, I, I love that they play on this and yeah, and also, I love the whole, uh, like, yeah, like I said, they dive deep into the lore Cause they even talk about like how, uh, if you, uh, if you believe in the Christian faith, they will smell you and hunt you down like trolls will. And right. Like all our time, you're like, why are they keep being so aggressive towards us? And you find out it's like, oh, one of us is actually a Christian, has like believes in Christianity, but like has been quiet about it for some reason. So he's like freaking out, like covering himself in the troll odor or like incessantly. And, um, and I love the fact that like, you know, these trolls have been kind of like crossing the border and being more aggressive of late. And they're trying to figure out like, why yeah. is that? And you find yeah. out it's because rabies, one of them yeah. had rabies and spread it to the other. Just like yeah. something simple like that I thought was. Very unique. It's so scientific.
0: Like they do a really good job of analyzing and providing reasons why trolls could exist in the world. And it takes the folklore from fantasy to reality with tying into science and tying into ecological development. Like this film, like I, you know, and is it like not to shit on cold prey, but like something like cold prey where you're like, all right, it's a slasher, it's great, whatever. You know, but this film, you really do got to watch it. Like, yeah. it is 103 minutes, and it is worth your time. It is a two-hour found footage, and it's one of the few found footage films that you can be like, "Yeah, this deserves to be two hours." Yeah, yeah. Like, this makes sense that it's a two, almost a two-hour film in length because it's it's that um complex, it's that detailed, and it just makes sense. Like it just makes sense of things. Great, great movie. Really great movie. Yeah.
1: And definitely uh Andre Overdahl deserves like the mainstream praise that he's been getting and getting like the projects that he's been getting because for being like one of the first movies he did doing this and then yeah given the Rains dude autopsy of Jane Doe, which is one mm-hmm. of the fucking creepiest ghost movies out Excellent there. Excellent
0: film. Excellent and then
1: film. then a fucking to the point where he's doing movies and theaters with scary stories to tell in the dark and he yeah. does an amazing job with that it's like,
0: well and he has I just checked him out on my letterbox he has a really fucking good movie that's coming out in 2023 about a voyage of a ship and really? yeah it's a historical piece too um, nice it looks like it will be a theater watch for sure so you know if you want to see him at the beginning and see why he's got to where he is and, and the acting is this could, and this is decent too like all the yeah. characters are believable you know for found footage acting sometimes like you know goes back and forth but this was this was really good it was a really really good film i really recommend that people check it out um great folklore i felt like i i learned something about different theories of trolls between what we watched before and what we watched today i i really enjoyed that segment of
1: this yeah i'm glad you did cuz yeah, i was what yeah. i was kind of wondering like cuz i and yeah, i i had a feeling you would appreciate the movie but i wasn't sure if you would really like it or not because i know you're not like big into like the whole like mythological creature type oh stuff, yeah like, like i am
0: yeah i think the next one will reflect that more um mm-hmm. but i i i did enjoy this and even the next one we're going to talk about like for a fucking free watch on Tubi, man i think that's where i watched it i don't know where yep. you watch that's
1: it, where i watched it as well
0: her, as well shot her amazon um this is a really good fucking film that people should be watching as well um these two films troll hunter and this next one in the and the fourth one too um or that we're gonna that we're gonna chat about shortly well, shortly which is which is different the two middle ones that we're kind of sandwiching here are very uh, uh creature based and yep. four floor based um but yeah no I'm I love Troll Hunter I thought it was great I'm really glad you you suggested it
1: that's awesome because yeah that this t- to tell you the truth Troll Hunter was the main reason I was like all right we need to talk about some Norwegian horror films because Troll oh, Hunter yeah, was one of them why.
0: yeah it's awesome really really good film
1: Great, well, awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess we can jump into the uh next one that you were referencing. Yeah. And yeah, uh, this was a first-time watch for both of us, <clears throat> and that is uh Thail released February 17th, 2012. Uh, crime scene cleaners uh discover an unstoppable legendary creature at a remote cabin. Very simple, once again, very simple plot synopsis, but yeah, that's pretty much what you get. It's yeah, these crime scene cleanup crew as. They are going to this place where I think, like, the bones of an old man were just kind of found scattered around the area. And so, you know, and, like, if you don't know, like, you know, after a crime has been, like, done both by police and all that stuff, they send in a cleanup crew, you know, remove the carpets, bleach everything, like, you know, do the best they can to remove Mm -hmm. and get Mm -hmm. rid of all the blood and gore and viscera and all that stuff. And, yeah, so they're, you know, clean that up. And this guy just happens to find, I believe it was, like, a secret door that leads to kind of like this basement section of this building yeah
0: yeah, you're right yeah
1: and while they're down there uh he like notices kind of like this almost like what milky water in this tub yeah yeah and finds a body in there that is still alive and -hmm. she's like wearing this like gas mask and she's this very pretty blonde girl like completely naked so you're going what the fuck's going on is this guy like just like tormenting this poor girl hidden in this basement And then you find out like through these tapes that they start listening to that she was basically kind of like a hybrid of these creatures. I can't remember the name of them, but they were like half women, half cow, like women in the front kind of part cow in the back, like creatures. And they would lure men away for sex, kind of like sirens. Yeah.
0: And like it's H-U-L-D-E-R-S. Oh, Halder's. Okay. Halder's. And that they... If you please them, then you survive. If not, they use you to create babies or something like that. Like it's uh it's very much like it kind of reminds me of a siren. Yes. Like, right.
1: Yeah, and like I think this and I think uh Thale is supposed to be like a hybrid of human and that creature. Yes, yes. Cause she looks completely different than the ones that you see running around in the woods later on in this movie. Right. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, like I found this to be very interesting because, yeah, like she doesn't speak like she's just they're trying to figure out like, you know, what's happened, why she's down mm-hmm. here. And they start listening to these tapes and it's kind of unveiling that this doctor, or this guy found her out in the woods and figured it was better to bring her in and kind of domesticate her instead of leave her out in the wild because the uh, full breeds would have probably killed her is what he was worried about, is what it sounded like to me on these days. Yeah, yeah. And so he ends up uh, removing her tail because he thinks that part of, like, she ends up having, like, she's all human female except for this, like, cow tail.
0: Yeah, the cow tail that she has.
1: And he ends up removing that because he's thinking that, like, that may stop, like, the call from the full-breed ones out in the wilderness from luring her away and keeping her safe, basically. Yeah. And it kind of goes in a different direction that I didn't expect, which is, like, what would you say? This, like, Norwegian government almost shows up to, like, oh, yeah. try to eradicate her? Well, yeah, because she's been her?
0: tested on, right? So she's been the subject of medical experiments and shit, too, right? So, yeah it's it's really it's taking basically a you know mythical creature that these crime guys find and just another side note i find it hilarious that the one guy keeps throwing up at every single crime scene
1: (laughs) right well it sounds like Um, because that wasn't his real job like he was just filling in for a friend yeah
0: and and he kept vomiting all the time which i thought was absolutely hilarious um i thought the special effects in this were really good i thought the creature design was really really good i thought she looked great but i also thought the actual creatures That you get a whole lot more of in the third act were fucking awesome
1: yeah Um, they were creepy
0: yeah and i and i do appreciate that they 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 leave the two guys alive who were trying to help like who were trying to help her um and they take out (laughs) they don't fuck around they take out who they need to take out it's great
1: yeah and i'll say like even like the uh government Guys that are like inside sweeping the building, trying to find her. Like I love when she like just appears out of the water, like behind them, and just fucking goes nuts and like slaughters them. Right, like, like that a- she is uh, one that yeah. can defend herself.
0: It's a really good mythology mixed with government. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Stranger Things. I don't know why. Maybe because medical experiments now always make me think of Stranger Things. I can see Um, that, yeah. But it's, it's a really good film, and it's on Tubi. Like, this is a film that's on Tubi that, yet again, like, check it out. Like, if you, like... Mythological creatures, and you like the whole kind of combining them with with the human world, and it's great. You don't get tons of history about the creatures, which is fine. Um,
1: yeah, but like you, you know get that... like brief little bits in like the audio yeah. tapes they play,
0: but nothing that is like the Troll Hunter, where you get yeah. like a full in depths on trolls, right? But I, I definitely, it wasn't my favorite film, not because it wasn't great, but I'm not a huge creature feature person. But I did enjoy this. What I know this is more your wheelhouse, Scotty. Where did it sit for you?
1: Yeah, I'd say out of the, I'd say it's t- this is a tough one because uh, three of these movies I fucking loved, and yeah, Thail is one of them. Like I yeah. really like this was the first time watch, and I freaking loved it. This is like yeah, like you said, right up my alley. I love creature features. I love mythological creatures, especially when they dive into folklore, especially like folklore from another country of a creature I did not know about that made me go and look up these creatures yeah. and like read about them and stuff afterwards. And I love that. Like, and yeah, this was totally my jam. I freaking love this movie. Like I'd say the three movies that we're talking about, like these two and the next one are all like high up there for me for different two of them for about the same reason, one for a completely different reason. But yeah, for sure. Like this yeah. Thale is just fantastic if you have Tubi check it out especially if you are into creature features because this is a very fascinating one and kind of gave me almost like a little bit of vibes of uh splice if you've seen that one
0: absolutely that's a really good comparison um very similar to splice and yeah fucking great movie great movie and ten thousand dollar budget
1: really yeah wow that is amazing
0: yeah Tells you what you can do with a little bit of money, huh? Fine. Right. Anyway, um, well, the final one we're going to talk about, we're going to jump ahead by uh, almost 10 years and to more of a comedy uh, that came out last year on the, on the Netflix.
1: Uh, yes. So this one is called The Trip, released July 30th, 2021. Eager to end their marriage by murdering each other, a husband and wife head to a remote cabin. Buffoon, buffoon, <laughs> but soon find themselves facing an even bigger threat. So, you know, we watched this last year and I just enjoyed the shit out of this film because mm-hmm. it just went in such different directions. And like, it's kind of a horror comedy, but it's got some dark moments to it, too. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The setup of this is great. I love how so he's a director of like shitty soap operas. And like he's telling everyone that his wife wants to go hiking. Yeah, they're going they're going up to the cabin and he's telling everyone that she wants to go hiking, hiking and that she's telling everyone that he wants to go hunting.
1: And wants the teacher
0: how to hunt <laughs> in the fucking editing of this. Wow. Whoever did the fucking editing of this movie, amazing.
1: Agreed. Like perfect. Like and like the I just love the story to this because it's like a, it's a dark story. Cause like, yeah, like you said, he's a just like sad director that's doing soap operas, and she's mm-hmm. just this like uh actress that does infomercials, and that's all she's ever really been able to do. So they're both just kind of like trying, but they're not really being successful in their lives and You can see there is a lot of tension between the two of them as they're going to the cabin and, like, they're constantly fighting and, like, saying snide remarks to each other. And, yeah, then you find out that, yeah, while he's saying, yeah, my wife wants to go hiking, he's planning on killing her and, like, chopping her up and, like, sinking her in the the waters. And she's also, like, saying, you know, hey, we're going to go, my husband wanted to teach me how to hunt. And she's going to say, oh, it was a hunting accident and kill her husband out in the woods. And so they they both have these plans to kill each other. And while these plans are starting to unfold, they end up coming across these uh, three escaped convicts that are hiding in the attic. And
0: you get just- a full sub story. Like the first hour is the backstory of the husband, the wife yeah. kind of edited together of what's currently happening, how it got to this point, how they've set it up. They kind of have this cat in mouth of she gets the upper hand and then he gets the upper hand. And then you also have this edited in in the middle story where you find out about these three convicts that are real like monsters yeah. that have been released that are hiding out in their cabin. And when they are revealed and the stuff they plan on doing, like there's a potential rape scene of the main male. And this, it's hard to watch. The acting of the main dude, um, he's actually been in a lot of other stuff. Um, Arcel Henny who plays Lars, Fuck. like you believe he's about to be raped like, yeah, you, like you and the, the fear breakdown. that he, oh man and the fear he presents and even some of the shit he says to his wife because originally he thinks his wife is going to be the one that's sexually assaulted and like it's funny like at one point not the sexual assault but he thinks this guy is going to rape her and then he finds out it's going to rape him and there's almost this moment of like oh we got it wrong and then it gets real dark and yeah. I really admire this film to go from one second you're laughing to the next second you're like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. Like yeah. it's literally it it dramatically swings like that.
1: Yeah. And then it goes from like that to like a almost like revenge, need to get out of the house and becomes yes. like this violent, like just yeah, revenge movie and like in a dark way brings the husband and wife together.
0: It really doesn't. There's so many integrating characters. Like the dad shows up yeah, oh, man. and and fucks shit up. And then he gets to die a noble death, right? He doesn't have to die in the old age home. Yeah,
1: because it even gives like a story to their dad. Like it gives like a backstory yeah. to their dad and shit too, Like which is really cool.
0: All the characters, even the side guy that's going to help kill the wife with the husband gets a backstory. Everybody yeah. gets a backstory. And it's the editing of this film. Like I cannot express how well this film was fucking edited. And how yeah. well they put it together. So it just flows so much through this two hours that the first time you watch it, you really don't know what the outcome's gonna be.
1: Yeah. You know, it, like it's like cause yeah, I when uh cause I going into this I like the first time last year, I like I had no freaking idea what to expect. And yeah. When it, at first I'm going, okay, this is going to be interesting. Then the convicts show up and I'm going, what the fuck? Okay, this got even more interesting yep. and then it just got like really dark. I'm going, oh, now I'm uncomfortable. And then it got to like, all oh, right, action, like violent gore. Like, wow, wow, this has gone all yep. sorts of different directions. Like, yeah, like you said, the editing in this and the directing of this and the acting of this, all of it, amazing. And I will admit, because I, I watched it at work, so I watched it with uh, the dub, the English dub. And even the English dubbing is not bad. Like, they got good voice actors for this. So
0: the chick, the chick that plays in this, she was also in Lamb. She played the main woman in Lamb.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. She was also
0: in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, wow. Right? So she actually is English-speaking. She's done English-speaking movies. So has the gentleman that played Lars. Nice. Okay. Right. So it's both of them are well-known actors and they just bounced off each other. Awesome. Like it was like this movie, it's on Netflix, people. If you don't, if you have Netflix and you haven't seen it yet, check this movie out because these are some really, really good, really good actors and really well, funny plot, well-written, interesting, you know, at the end, how they sell the rights to their story and you know who they get to play them <laughs> like right. was it joel osmond haley that's in the last scene is that how you say his name yeah, he's I, a kid from the sixth sense
1: yeah uh yeah i can't remember what is yeah but yeah i know exactly who yeah you know what i'm talking
0: about right it's so fucking funny he's <laughs> in his portrayal oh my god like it's just such a good movie it you you got it i almost don't want to give too much away watch this movie we we praised it it's funny it's 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 uncomfortable. It's it's a good story. It's just well written and it's well delivered.
1: Yeah, like it definitely is. Not like it is definitely more like a uh, American style of a movie because yes. it's not like doesn't really dive into much with like Norwegian like anything no. really, but no, just the more or less setting of it.
0: There is some racial tension that happens in it, which I think is more evident being a Norwegian film. Mm, yes. Um. Um, some stuff that the main one of the main bad guys says to the uh to the woman
1: that is right right
0: um and yeah no good film watch it on netflix check it out um all over these films were fine Cold pray was fine it just wasn't yeah. you know anything that was overly exciting or to write home about but the other three definitely made an impact for me
1: i 100 percent agree like yeah these right. I, and i'm glad that we got to cover this because yeah they. There were some, like, because I've heard of Thale and wanted to check it out for the longest time. And i have all, same with Cold Prey. I mean, obviously, Cold Prey disappointed me in that way, but Thale did not. So I'm glad that we got to cover these movies.
0: Yeah, we're really expanding. You know, Scott and I, you know, we're just movie connoisseurs now. And, oh,
1: we totally are. You know, we just, we just know so much about movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just listen to our, just listen to us talk about them. You can tell we know so much. We
0: know so much. But I, I like the part and the moving. Where the where the guy like almost gets bum raped because it's really like suspenseful so like that's that's so fun and Scott's like oh. I like the creatures because they had a cow tail. Scott <laughs> <laughs> and I talking yeah. about movies right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much sums it right up
0: but that's good because we we can relate with everyone else that's common common person exactly with us right um for our out of the dark segment uh scott brought this one up i'm gonna let him lead what creature right. did you want to see more of moving forward in horror films
1: yeah so this kind of was inspired by like obviously troll hunter and thale with like the mythological creatures like of like you know either things that are just written in like medieval stories or like you know true like folklore which most of these you know stem from folklore from one country or another like obviously like Bigfoot's had a billion freaking movies made about him and you know there's like stuff like the Jersey Devil like you were talking about with the last broadcast and there's mm-hmm. uh there's all sorts of them like and obviously I didn't really do a ton of research to see if any like independent films have covered any of the ones that I wanted to bring to the topic but uh I found some interesting ones uh one I actually knew about from a uh book I used to read because uh, I brought up the book on uh in our uh what we were listening to segment back in the day and it was from the Monster Hunters uh international books and it was called it was a Russian mythological creature let me pull up because I gotta make sure I read the name correctly it is Vadyanoi and it is a uh I'm gonna bring up like a brief description of this thing so a Vodjanoy is, in Slavic mythology, the water spirit. The Vodjanoy is essentially an evil and vindictive spirit who, whose favorite sport is drowning humans. Anyone bathing after sunset on a holy day or without having first made the sign of the cross risks being sucked into the water by the Vodjanoy. And the images of him uh, basically show him as, like, an old man body with, like, frog-like features and has, like, scales, like fish like scales on his body and he's slimy and like kind of lives in like swampy land areas
0: so do you remember the movie we saw i think it was two years ago about like it was called siren and it was about the woman who lived in the water and she she could only she could never fully leave the water she always had to have her toe or hand or something in the water Mm -hmm. and she would drown people yeah and she goes to drown the one guy, but then she doesn't drown him, but she has this, like, compulsion to drown and kill people. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of similar?
1: No, because that is plays, uh that plays off the siren mythology more.
0: Oh, okay. Because
1: okay. that because they would lure men out into the waters and then drown them. Okay. Um, but no, the Vaudenois is more just, like, obviously, like, I mean, it, it probably kind of sort of stems from the same thing in a bit, obviously, but just probably from a different country because mm-hmm. I know, like, the Slavic it's like a Slavic country like so like but yeah this is like one of their mythologies like it's like they look like frogmen these things do okay okay yeah like they have like the flat heads with the big old eyes and like the frog tongues and they have kind of like long claws on their hands and they have like the webbed feet like Mm, they they have like they're very frog-like and old man-like mixed together it is uh Interesting. interesting uh so I was like I would, and that one was actually brought up in one of the Monster Hunter International books as one of the creatures they hunted. So I was like, Vod, you know, what the hell is this? I want to kind of look into it. And I looked into it. I'm going, oh shit. Okay. So, yep. Even the author is going back with some like old folklore of these creatures. So I wanted to look, I read into it. I'm going, this would make an interesting movie.
0: That would make an interesting movie. And I know you like that type of creature feature. You like the mythological creatures that come to life. Like you like Alien, for example. You like the yes. thing um you I you like troll hunter uh yeah you've always been a big fan like and the fairy one that we saw the Irish one um I think you enjoyed that as well right the fairies were really cool in that actually they were very scary um it's interesting because when I think creature features I like actual animals like, right. I'm really pumped for the new creature feature movie, The Beast, about the killer lion that hunts down the people that get stranded in the Jeep. And I love The Ghost in the Darkness.
1: I was just gonna say, because that's what this, that trailer I'm, reminded me of.
0: I, I, but I also like it when the animal wins, um, always. Like, I, I very much, Jaws is not my favorite all time movie. Sorry, Tim Davis, but. I get sad when Jaws is killed. Like, I am always cheering for the animal. Orca, I was cheering for the whale. Um, any any creature feature, I tend to cheer for the animal because I feel like humans have fucked shit up for the animal. And it's just getting its revenge. Um, but I don't like how sometimes, in, like, I I always have a soft spot, for example, for Anaconda. But Anacondas don't actually move like that. No. They're actually super slow.
1: <laughs> and they're
0: also, like, kind of lazy. <laughs> react like they do in the movie
1: well i'll say um, and, and it's a snake and snakes are known for eating once every like month
0: right like they're not just hunting for sport and like yeah. circling around a, a ladder but it's a movie right and you need to have that kind of sensationalism uh but that's my go-to is i love creature features with actual animals
1: yeah it's i think like, that's cool and i enjoy the shadow of those as well because i love when nature attacks films
0: like I loved crawl. When yeah. crawl came out, I and like she goes back to the house and
1: the alligators or the
0: I think it's crocodiles or is it alligators? I can't remember what it is. Um, but they're fucking in there and she's trying to get her dad out. And fuck is it good? Like I love that shit. I could I could watch any creature feature any day. It doesn't matter. It could be the exact same like plot line of like they could do crawl and it could be like it's a I don't know. It's a, like Bait, the, the Australian one with the sharks in the grocery store. I ate yeah. up that shit. I thought that shit was great. Like, But I don't like it when animals are necessarily modified. I liked it when they're just in their natural environment. So right. I did look up a, a 10 underrated creature feature movies. So let's see if you've seen any of them. All right. Did you ever see The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and
1: uh, Alex Baldwin? Do not think so.
0: So after a plane crash, a wealthy older man is stranded in the Alaskan wilderness with a fashion photographer who he's convinced is having an affair with his wife. As if it isn't bad enough, they're also being hunted down by a gigantic Kodiak bear that was paid by Bart the bear, who was a very nice. famous bear actor. I saw this movie. Actually, I haven't watched it in years. It was a really good survival bear film, and I would recommend it if you haven't had a chance to watch it, if you like creature features. Number nine is The Lost World Jurassic Park. Huh, yep. I think that's like the two T-Rexes that are looking for their baby and when they knock the RV over and like people fall to the back and like the glass is breaking and like they have to get the camera down to her to get her to like, you know, she wants scene I'm talking about, right?
1: it's been a long time I okay they, it's like I, I haven't seen that probably since like a few years after it came out in theaters all
0: right well everyone else knows what I'm talking about and they all love it <laughs> uh number eight the relic I
1: don't we yes. saw the relic didn't we we watched uh, it I, I don't know if you have but I, like this one I actually seen in theaters and then watched it at home a lot and I read the book but yeah it's yeah. about this cre- you you're, uh I think the relic you're thinking of is about the uh woman with uh Alzheimer's or whatever
0: no, I'm, I'm thinking of the creature feature one. I just the one can't where remember it's based in the museum. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, because yeah, that, I because I love that. Like it's a underrated underrated creature feature from the 90s.
0: Oh yeah, that's what they're saying that it's underrated. Um, and doesn't it deal? No, that's mimic. Mimic is the one that can mimic other things. That's a creature feature, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm missing the two of them up in my head. Uh, number seven is Lake Placid. <laughs> Bless you. Are you okay? Oh he's he's sneezing away. Anyway, Number 7 is Lake Placid. I think a lot of people love Lake Placid because um oh my gosh, now I can't remember her name. Betty White's in it.
1: Yeah, Betty White. And, like fuck, says fuck you or something like that to somebody and you're like, "Oh yeah. shit, look, Betty White
0: being mouthy." <laughs> and like I thought the special effects of Lake Placid were pretty good. I I could watch these movies like no matter when they're when they're on. Honestly, I could watch Lake Placid and like jaws over and over again. It never bores me. It's one of the few things I can watch over and over again. Um, There's another one from 1977, and it's a story by H.G. Wells. I've never heard of this one. Empire of the Ants.
1: Ooh, this is one that I've always wanted to see, actually.
0: So it's uh, the the concept is, or the the plot summary is, a shady real estate saleswoman takes a group of would-be suckers out to an island to sell them the quote-unquote beachfront property which is essentially worthless only to find out that the land is overrun with giant man-eating ants. That sounds really, i will have to try to find this somewhere.
1: Yeah, so I bet we can have, I bet uh, one of our friends on Plex has it.
0: I bet they do. Yeah, we should totally check that out. Oh man, number five is a werewolf movie that is near and dear to my heart, Howl. That's the one on the train where the yeah. train crashes. Fuck, that's a good werewolf movie. That one's fun. That's really, and did you know it was a british indie film i knew it was british but i know it's considered
1: indie yeah i figured it was indie because like i had like it's not one that was like really well known so i kind of assumed it was indie
0: oh man it's a fucking great film i'm glad that it got a a number number five on here uh number four is the mist
1: oh excellent yeah excellent yep.
0: excellent talk about a cheer jerk, jerker jerk jerker film we brought that up many times on this show what a sad fucking...
1: oh that ending just punches you in the gut <laughs> it
0: really does <laughs> all right let's number three here deep rising
1: ah nice uh yeah not not okay so at first i was thinking deep blue sea but uh or whatever
0: uh yeah, yeah. a giant sea creatures have made quick work of everyone on board
1: yes okay so yeah this is like the weird like alien like creature that attacks yeah. this like cruise ship yeah Yeah,
0: that's what yeah. i'm thinking that one is I've i've seen that in years
1: yeah it's been a long time yeah i don't remember it at all I remember um, really liking it.
0: Yeah, I I probably did when it came out. It came out in the 90s. Um, number two, Congo. Congo, oh, nice. you are the endangered species. Amy I likes you. I remember that tagline. Amy likes you. Right? And then, like, the fucking, um, I guess, gorilla hybrids in this movie were fucking crazy.
1: Creepy. Very oh good.
0: man, like that was a, and oh, I forgot Tim Curry was in this movie.
1: Yep, same with Sigourney Weaver, I believe.
0: No, Lorney, Laura Linney, and Ernie Hudson.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I'm for some yeah. reason I, for some reason I'm not thinking. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver, but I, yeah. Hmm.
0: Man, that was a good fucking movie. I remember that one. I really dug that. And number one here is Host, 2006. Hmm. Host.
1: Yeah, the Korean one that I have. Yeah. Still need to see that.
0: Yeah. So those are considered the top ten creature features that are. Underrated, and there's one more list here I want to just pull up quickly, and it's you know the top 47. And you're looking at the usual stuff like Cujo's on here, Jaws is on here, the Birds 1963 are on here. um You're not seeing a lot of like Pet Cemetery, that's true. Arachnophobia, Black Water, which we did see. We watched Black Water with uh, uh, our t- Aussie t- buddies. Yeah, another crocodile film. So not a lot of like Gremlins is on here technically. Mm a creature feature it is uh the reef which is a shark one creature from the black lagoon people are probably yelling at us for not bringing that one up yet the gray which is about yeah trying to survive in the wilderness against you know wolves dark tide I don't think I've ever seen that um Halle Berry's in it and she goes shark diving I don't think I've ever remember that one of course every single remake of the Piranha movies that ever existed uh rogue down a really great movie willard both the 1971 and 2003 version yeah like uh, most of these though aren't really you know i don't see anything that's really fantasy creatures like there's actually the breed is on here too which are the killer dogs right like i don't know i'm not seeing the same kind of stuff that you like you like a lot more all the descents on here as well which is you know the cave creatures which i
1: did dig those yeah i like those um yeah, because I'm trying to think. Maybe it's like just like cryptid horror films or something like that. Or like, maybe, I don't know if they would be, I'm wondering if they're not considered creature features. Cause yeah,
0: cause, cause I, I don't know. Only... Like, I
1: think uh, the internet, like, cause I always picture like real life animal stuff, not creature features. I f- consider those nature attacks movies or nature run on muck movies.
0: Well, it's interesting because this list, now that I read down it, it is definitely blending the line a lot more. Like them is on here. Feast is on here.
1: Oh, okay, yep, there we go. Right,
0: night of the night of the lupus. Remember when we watched that one with the rat? That was
1: that was a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: it's actually really cute. <laughs> that one was really adorable. Black sweet, sheep, razorback, crawl, which we already talked about already. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really good creature features, and I and I do like, like I did enjoy Congo, where like the animals were enhanced by humans and then came back and fought back. And I don't know, I wouldn't, maybe it'd be interesting to see a mythical one with unicorns, but unicorns being evil. Yeah. You know, because I thought the the myth of unicorns is they weren't always kind and gentle. Like, weren't they supposed to be vicious?
1: Um, I think there is some stories of it. I Like, most stories, I know them to be just very elusive, and I like to capture, but, uh. I mean, we kind of get a little tease of that in a uh, cabin in the woods because there is a unicorn that yeah. kills somebody when everything, when all the creatures get released.
0: That is true. That's what I was like, kind of thinking of, right, is is it be interesting to see that a little bit more. Um, I do also. sorry,
1: go ahead. Well, I was, what were you going to say? Because I got one more I was going to bring up. Like, no, uh, bring it
0: up. Bring it okay. up. Okay.
1: So there's one that, because I, like, when I brought this up, I was like, I'm going to do a little research and see what other, like, mythological or folklore type creatures nice. there are. Um this one caught my eye just by the name the Mongolian death worm.
0: <laughs> the Mongolian death worm. So what does the death worm do?
1: It is a uh, a creature allegedly to exist in the Gobi Desert. The creature first came to western attention as the result of Roy Chapman Andrews 1926 book on the trail of ancient man. Uh let's see I'm trying to find like description of this thing. Oh, let's see describes secondary tails of monster that turned it together. <laughs> Appearance uh it is So, one of the descriptions of it is, it is shaped like a sausage about two feet long, has no head nor leg, and is so poisonous that merely to touch it means instant death. It lives in the most desolate parts of the Gobi Desert. Uh, And, yeah, like, uh, and, yeah, it's, like, some of the drawings and stuff I'm looking at here almost make it look like a, like, blood red, gross, like, oversized earthworm
0: that's pretty fucking cool
1: right And I'm like that would be kind of a fucked up horror film seeing something like have a bunch of those that like attack kind of like tremors in a way it would be you know what I want to see a good lake monster
0: movie like a good version of the Loch Ness Monster yes that would be nice not something this cheesy not like a really good well-made version of the legend of a Loch Ness monster or Okapogo that's up here in you know Alberta the legend mm-hmm. of that I would love to see something like that
1: Yeah that would be really cool
0: That would be really fucking awesome Um and I enjoy Bigfoot movies too I'll be honest I like
1: these yeah. too I find them a lot of
0: fun um, Yeah
1: that would also I'd like to uh see more like Wendigo style movies
0: Yeah the Wendigo stuff is really cool too man yeah, like we'll let's see. Hopefully, we someone make a good Loch Ness monster movie and make some movie about the blood worms that Scott talked about, the evil frogmen, and I want to see more animals fucking shit up. So yes, um, that's what we would like to see at Friday Nightmares, and we all know that whatever Scott and I want happens for sure.
1: And and just because you brought up a uh, good old Nessie, <laughs> goddamn Loch Ness monster, I just gave you three fifty yesterday. Why are you back here again? Uh-huh. Three fifty. Uh,
0: (laughs) so yeah check out beast beast is coming out this summer everybody it looks like a pretty good movie so if you're into creature features that's the the next big one that's coming out the fears so
1: surprisingly it's our big name star idris elba i know right and uh, that caught my attention like well holy shit (laughs) right
0: well you know but they probably just had a budget to pay him but hey that's okay and i'll say he's a great actor so yeah right so that concludes our 62nd episode of the Friday Nightmares podcast. As always, thank you for listening and being here with us. Uh, we appreciate you listening and and I uh, don't you know caring about what Scott and I have to say or not caring about what Scott and I have to say. At the end of the day, it's all good in the hood. Uh, if you're not a member yet uh, or you're not subscribed yet, please subscribe to Legion Patreons on any of the podcasting services that you use. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, anywhere that you basically find podcasts. Uh, We talked about Legion Patreon earlier. People have won streaming um, codes for free through Legion Patreon. There's also special shows you can access. It's a $3 a month uh, commitment. So if you wanna win um, streaming codes, if you wanna listen to different shows where one day Scott will be available and we will actually, I don't know, go back to doing Patreon shows, I have Scott has one thing to ask you.
2: What are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs>
0: what are you waiting for? So don't wait any longer. Enjoy Leech and on today. Uh Sorry anything else? <laughs> we are many. Uh is there anything you wanted to add, Scotty?
1: Uh just uh, you know. If a Loch Ness monster shows up dressed (laughs) up as a Girl Scout ask for tree fitting, don't give it to her because that goddamn Loch Ness monster won't leave you alone. (laughs) So until next time, kitties, unpleasant dreams. See ya.